Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the Beginners Elitserian Pod. Uh, I've got myself Heskibau on, and I've got a guest with me, which is Andy, FPL tactician. Andy, it's great to have you back. How are you doing? Yeah, great to be here, mate. Good to see you. Um, yeah, looking forward to the uh, end of the season. It's, it's quite exciting league table. The last nine game weeks are going to be pretty exciting, regardless of fantasy. But yeah. with fantasy, it's, it makes it even more exciting, right? <laughs> How do you see it going? Who's your tip to win the league then? Well, I, I, obviously. But a glimpse, it's probably still just the favourites. They've got some good fixtures and I think they'll find their feet again now after a bit of a stutter. So I'm going to say but a glimpse is quite an obvious pick, but we'll probably speak about it later. I think with the Viking fixtures, I still think they've got an outside <laughs> shot. I really do. I really do. Great. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I think but a glimpse, they have to be the favourites, but with Europe affecting them and nobody else, it's a question of how the, the squad can hold up. and I'd love it if Christensen won it, if they just came oh, out of nowhere yeah. and took it. But, um, yeah, we, I mean, we, we, I mean we, what, what, what a season already. I mean, were they six points behind top? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, and uh, having lost Pellegrino and Sawley in, in the summer, I thought they were going to be struggling this year. Mm. Like, it's just a credit to the team and the manager. I love stories like that. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk fantasy like more than general Norwegian football, I guess, um, although they do cross over. And we're about eight or nine game weeks since we last had you on, um, which have been a bit of a um, kind of roller coaster ride for you of being kind of declining and then grabbing the ground back. But I mean, I mean how's your perspective on the last few weeks been for you? It has been a struggle up until two weeks ago. So for me, I was looking decent when when the last came on. It was like uh, game week 12, 13, that kind of time. And I was around the 1K mark then. Um, I'm still 1K now, so it's it's not a disaster. But I think I want it to be a bit higher. And I think personally, because I knew I was waiting for the wild card in, in game week 21 after the double and where the fixture changes happened, I think that I my, my team was damaged for the weeks leading up to the double game week. I was holding on to double game week players who weren't performing. My captain picks in Advarsen Friday and Ohi, they all blanked like three in a row. And I, and I fell down a bit where others pushed on. Um, but yeah, we're still fighting. We're true. I'm, I've still got a target of top 500, so that's, that's where I'm going. But unlike yourself, who's uh, actually stormed it last few weeks, yeah, you know, it's definitely been been good for me. Um, th- this is, I guess, the moment when we talked about this earlier in the season, but the the difference in chip strategies mm. meant a different approach now. So I didn't have to do what you did and hold on to players to set me for game week twenty. I, I knew that I was going to rich uncle, um, and I was surprised how well the rich uncle itself paid off. The the double clean sheet for Stabek and for Strom's God set was a bit of a random thing that nobody would have seen coming. Mm. But to, to have had the weeks running up to it where I wasn't having to make sacrifices was where I thought my games would be. Um, but yeah, it's been going pretty well for me. I've broken to the top 100 now, which was what I was always aiming for from the start of the season. And hopefully I can stay there as things go. Um, yeah, it looks like you had a decent enough week on... Um, like last week though, didn't you? Um, you, you made... Um, 80 points um, yes. a, a bit of a decent rank gain uh, which was off the back of a wild card that you played um, mm. 
And I thought it might be good to just talk about your wild card a little bit because it's one of the more unusual wild cards that I've seen, um, but has definitely paid off for you. So uh, here's my big question, right? I'm looking at your team and you yeah. don't have Pellegrino and you no. don't have Ohi either. Which That's I correct, think yeah. for most wild carders, they'd be two of the first picks in the mm. team. Oh, completely, yeah. So was, was this a decision you made based on your rank isn't quite where you want it to be, you just want to get a bit of differentiation from other teams, or do you have less faith in those guys than some other people would have? Like, what, what was your thinking in getting a team without probably the two most popular, highly owned, regularly captained players? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously they're great players and they're going to get good returns, but I just thought with how expensive they were, I was thinking how... If, if I go without, how well balanced is the rest of my team without it? And unlike others, I, I feel like I've got a bigger defence. I feel like I've got different options in midfield I can, I can use. And perhaps it is a bit differential, but I think with players like Botheim instead of Ohi, isn't a bad option. Um, it's managed me to get Trippic and Vecchio in midfield, so both of them, and then a bigger defence without going with Pellegrino or, or Ohi. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to chase rank and trying to chase that top 500. So perhaps I was going more differential than, than I would have if I was a bit higher. But I think it gives me a balanced squad, um, which I'm pleased about. And obviously with, with Bjorken, 18-pointer, it was a real, that was the real boost for this week. Just yeah. gone. So I'm yeah, pleased with that. I mean, that came in great for you. The week that a lot of people wildcarded to a small defence was exactly the week that Bjorken hauled and um, Strand Nielsen from Christensen also got a haul. Like two of the more expensive defenders finally delivering on on their potential when yeah. everyone sold them. I, I had Bjorken uh, in my team until I wildcarded last week and he was one of the guys <laughs> who I sacrificed. So, um, that's just typical, isn't it? Um, the other thing I've noticed about your team is you're very Viking heavy, uh, which you alluded to at the start, that you... Uh, have a lot of faith in them uh, based on fixtures. Um, mm -hmm. But you've got Barisha, you've got Trippich, and you've got Bell. Um, so, yeah, what, what, what's the Viking love? Is it just a fixture list, or is, is there more to it than that that you see in Viking? I, yeah, my intention from even a few weeks, weeks ago was get, get to game week 21 and, and get to triple Viking attack because the fixtures are very good and they're a very strong attacking team. Um, I didn't particularly want any of their defenders because they can concede, as we know. But I think with Barisha up top um, and, the, and the two other midfielders, Trippich and, and Bell, I think they are going to get attacking returns. They've proven that already. They look strong offensively. And I think even in the fixtures where they're against the tough teams, they prove they can score the goals. So against the tough teams they're scoring, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting against the, the lesser teams, they're going to get even more returns. And I think... Barisha especially is someone who I'm worried about not captaining because he's he's a talisman for that team. He gets so many shots and attacking potential. I just think you have to have Barisha. Um, and, and again, it's a bit differential to go to a pitch, but uh, I've been impressed with him. I've been impressed with the amount of shots. I mean, he had five shots last week. He didn't get a return. Um, I, I'm, I'm really impressed with what he does on the pitch. So, yeah. Um, that's the reason. Right. Yeah. Is it your intention then, from what you're saying, that you'll be captain in Barisha most weeks? Do you think? I think it's hard not to. 
Um, I haven't got Pellegrini. I haven't got Ohi. But I, it's, Barisha is kind of a, a man you trust on penalties, yeah. and I, I think it's, it's it'd be rare in these fixtures for him not to score. Mm. Um, perhaps not the halls, but if he's getting the one or two returns, then it's going to be decent. So I, 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 I see that with the Viking fixtures, though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, looking at the fixture list, they've got Strom's Godset this week, but Strom's Godset will be without a couple of their um, centre-backs who usually play through suspension. So that could be a, an absolute monster haul. Mm. 23 is Lillestrøm. That might be a, a tougher game to captain him in, but then Bram, Sarpsborg, Mjondelen, Horgerson. It looks like there's a, a whole run, maybe apart from that Lillestrøm game, where he could absolutely haul in each one of them. So yeah. I, I think you're fine. If he's going to be your main captain guy week in, week out, then yeah, I can see that paying off for you pretty nicely, actually. Um, yeah. So the, the other thing you've alluded to is you've gone bigger at the back than most people have. So your, your defense is Bjork and Bjorn back and Dahlreiten. Um, yeah. uh, so what, what was the thinking there? Because I've noticed that in this league, there don't seem to be that many clean sheets around. Um, was it just wanting to grab the ones that are there, take the, the teams with the most likely odds of the clean sheets and make up the points that other people might be getting by investing in Uhi and Pellegrino, by having another good forward option and a bit of extra money, more chance of your clean sheet? Was that your, your logic there? Yeah, the, I mean, the logic was to try and get the clean sheets and trying to have one defender, one big defender from the teams I believe can get the clean sheets. So I think Mulder, a bit of glimpse, and Rosenberg have got, all got decent enough fixtures. Um, apart from when they meet each, Mulder and Bodder glimpse meet in game week 24. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I went to get Bidiger back and I, I believe that these, these defenders are decent enough. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't there wasn't really any attractive under under five million particularly. Um, I think if there were standout defenders under five million, I might have gone there. But there wasn't really particularly. I felt it was a very weak. It sort of feels like a very weak defender category this season. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Um, I mean, particularly the picture you've made, Bjorken and Dalrighton are both players who you can expect some attacking returns from, as well as the clean sheets. And beyond backs more, you steady centre-back type, but, you know, they could be a header from a corner or mm. something. Yeah, so just to kind of say what your team is for people who, who are listening, um, you've gone with Karlström in goal, so that was, um, I guess, just a standard 4.5 keeper, a few saves, maybe the yeah. occasional cliche, nothing. Basically. Yeah. Um, the, the three defenders we've talked about with Weinberg as your backup defender and then writing off the spot with Jonathan, who who won't play. You've got the Viking guys we talked about, Barisha, Tripic and Bell. Uh, we've mentioned Botheim. You've mentioned you've got Vecchia, who he's looked electric lately, really. So mm. I think that's a good pick there. Yeah. Um, Lenny Olsen seems to be a staple in everyone's team. It's hard to justify going without him. Um, and then your last two, uh, a couple of players who, who I had before wildcarding, but then didn't hold on to, and that was Berg and Jonsson. Um, so what was the thinking in keeping those guys? Um, it, like particularly with um, Vidar Ari Jonsson, I, mm. I had him, and he did great for a while. And it looked to me like the, the wheels are just coming off completely now for, for Sandefjord, who... 
Um, they've had some bad results. Uh, they've got bad fixtures. Um, and with Wembangomo injured, um, Johnson's played right back as well. Um, was it just a pick on him that he's been solid for you so far? You're keeping faith with the guy that has kind of rewarded you up to this point? Um, yeah. Did you consider not going with him? Um, I, did, I did consider not going with him um, because the fixtures were bad. and But his, his price was, was just decent enough. To, to, to warrant me keeping him um, I, th- I think that I, don't, I won't be playing him every week as I didn't last week I, pl- I, j- I chose to play Bell over, over him so um, at that price I think you can put him 12th man perhaps and, mm. and leave him there I, I, I'm expecting to play Bell most weeks over him yeah. but if anything happens I, I think he's a decent enough replacement to come in yeah uh, and I, I guess Berg's in a similar category like he's someone who is cheap enough that when they play Mulder, for example, you could happily bench him, but you know he'll tick over. There'll be bonus points for him in a lot of games. He he gets enough attacking returns to be mm. be worth having. So yeah, I can see the logic. I, I like the team a lot. I think it's um it's something fresh. It's something different. And the fact that you were rewarded for it, I'm I'm pleased to see that when when somebody tries something different to what everyone else is doing. Yeah, and I mean also as well with um. Harry Johnson, the only good fixture they have is in game week 24 when right. yeah. Bird of Glimp meet, meet Mould. Mm. Um, so my intention is probably to either start him instead of Bjornback or, or, or Berg, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, cool. Well, I'll, I'll talk about my wildcard team a little bit as well. So I, I took a very different approach to you. Um, and I guess one of the reasons is because I'm at a rank that if the season ended and I was still at the rank that I'm at now, I would be pretty happy and I've met my target for the season. So I, I didn't feel the need to try anything different. Um, I, I picked quite a steady conservative team. Um uh, but the team I chose, I, I went with Barisha, Uhi and Lenny Olsen as the strike force. Um, midfield, Pellegrino was in there. Um, I felt with Tripic, I, I did consider him, but the price points I was playing with, it, it felt like him and Vecchia were competing for one spot in my team and I didn't have room for both. And so I decided to go for, for Vecchia. Um, yeah, I, I found with Viking that... Um, they remind me of Everton a lot. Like whenever I'm persuaded to trust them, they let me down, and then they they look good in other games. And um, so I didn't quite trust them to go as big as you've gone with them, and decide I'll go Vecchia. I'll just kind of spread my investment into a different team. Um, went, went with Bell as well. Um, I think we talked a bit about Bell v and uh, Nielsen Tangen for for that Viking spot, and I was initially all. Nielsen Tangan and then notice just how many bonus points Bell had been getting and he's like a Patrick Berg 2.0 really that <laughs> like the, the random games that he does nothing he still comes away with three and four points from and just that little accumulation of points does make a difference so I decided to go for that route um, as my fourth mid and then uh, the third mid I, I went for Svensson from Odd who has just been great recently since he's re-signed for them. Um, he got an assist against Mulder last week, and um, in, the, in the games before that, he had a goal, a brace, and a goal. Um, it, and th- those games were Mulder, Horgerson, Lillistrom, and Budaglimt. He came away with four goals and one assist. And now odds fixtures have turned, and it's Sanderfjord, Brand, Tromso, Mjondel in the next four. 
and I wanted a bit of their attack. So Svensson was the way I went. Um, and then Gullickson as a, a fifth midfielder. Um, he's played in the front three for, for Strom's good set. So he's someone I'd be happy to call upon whenever needed. But I suspect he'll play that role um, like Johnson will play for you, who have been first sub most weeks. And if he has to come on, he will. Uh, you, you said you didn't like any of the cheap defenders, and I built an entirely cheap defence um, <laughs> because it was the only way to afford the attacking players I wanted. Yeah, um, yeah. But my thinking in it was that because there seems to be so few clean sheets at the moment, and sometimes it seems a bit random which teams get them, I thought I'd just pick some players who seem to have a bit of attacking potential. And scatter just, approach, really. Yeah, so hopefully each week I'll have some guys with decent fixtures, someone who might pick up an assist, maybe get a clean sheet from somewhere. Um, so I picked... Um, the, the one I spent some money on was Aspak from Christensen, um, which I picked the wrong fullback because it was the other one that scored. But Aspak's on set pieces and should get me some points as the season goes on. Um, went with Vesteland, who's play wing back for Tromso, and Vilsvik, who is an attacking fullback at Stromsgod set, and Wangberg, um, same as you went for, just cheap, and we'll, we'll get some um, hopefully bonus points and head of goals and stuff like that. Um, and then for my kind of right off plat, I went for Ivan from Tromso, who he wasn't the cheapest, he was like 0.1 million cheaper than the very cheapest. But I'd heard he was likely to play last week and I didn't like the fixtures for my other defenders. So I got him and played him alongside Vesterland and managed to grab a double clean sheet from Tromso last week, which nice. I'm pretty pleased to have had double Tromso defence for a clean sheet, double Stab 8 defence for two clean sheets in a game week and double Stromsgod set defence <laughs> for double clean sheet in a game week. Because these are not the teams that you'd expect any clean sheets from at all. Um, and then I went for the odd goalie uh, for, for Walstead, just again noting that their fixtures turn now and are quite nice, which a bit of a gamble because Rossback is still lurking around and might get the shirt back at some point. But um, that, that's the team that I went for. Um, yeah, um, con- congrats on the Grey Arrow as well. Forgot yeah, that. yeah, that's, um, I think it's happened to me once before in Elite Syrian a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, I, I got, um, I can't remember how many points I got, 72 points last week, which meant my rank stayed static in 67th place. Um, which, to be honest, if I can ride out the season with grey arrows now, I will just take that yeah. um, at this point. Um, but yeah, for, for the coming game week then, uh, for your team, are, are there any dilemmas or decisions you've got about um, what to do? Are you considering any transfers? Are you going to roll this week, do you think? Uh, I'm looking at rolling. Um, I don't think there's any problems at the moment I can see from my team. Um, yeah. Even if I have to call upon Ari Johnson or Bangberg, yeah. I think it's a good chance to roll um, and see how we set up again for, for game week 23. Yeah. Um, I, I, but yeah, I like my team for this week. I like the fixtures I have. Um, I don't think there's any big issues. I mean, Lillestrom have got uh, Christensen. So Lenny Olsen may not get an attack on the turn. Quite a tough, tough fixture yeah. for them, but... You can't leave Lenny Olsen out. Oh no, you've, so, got, you've got to play him and everyone yeah. will have him, everyone will play yeah, him. Exactly, so he's yeah. just writing off a player and it becomes a 10-man game, doesn't it? Yeah, I, th- I, yeah I think it'd be the same 11 as, as last week. Yeah. Um, I don't see me changing anything. So. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm also thinking I'm going to roll the transfer. Um, I think the week after a wild card, it's good practice to roll. Uh, if you if you need to make a transfer, it's usually because something's happened, someone's got injured or something like that, um, which hasn't happened in my case. Um, but I do have a couple of selection dilemmas. Um, so I've got Gullickson and Bell who are playing against each other. Um, and both are on teams who are better at attacking than defending. So that could be a bit of a goal fest, that game. Um, at the moment, I've got Bell lined up in my team and Gullickson first sub, which I think is how I will end up with it. But I have flip-flopped a little bit over the last week on those two. Yeah, I, th- I think with the players that are missing, I think it is, I would, I would choose Bell. Um, he's, he creates a lot of chances. He's on set pieces, I think. Yeah. There's going to be goals in there for, for Viking. Um, yeah. I mean, it's one on Captain Barisha again. Yeah, I mean, the captaincy is a bit of a dilemma for me. But again, I'm on Barisha because of those missing players. But um, Uhi's at home against Tromso, which is a mm. very captainable game. And Pellegrino's at home against Salzburg 08 as well. So any of those three could be captain. But I think Barisha is the one who I'm leaning to as well. Yeah, I mean, I could be tempted by Bothheim mm. at home to Salzburg. That's, yeah. that's an option. But I think Barisha. It, it it does right really. Yeah. Do do you think Barisha will be the most captained amongst the top players? Uh, probably not. I think a lot of people will get a bit of glimpse for their captain. Yeah. I think with the fixture they have. Um, or Ohi, I guess the other one. Yeah. It's it's, it's difficult. But, um, do, do you know if um, who's on penalties for better glimpse? Uh, Pellegrino is. Pellegrino is, is yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah. definitely. Yeah, um, oh, he's not on penalties for Mulder now. Um, Ellingson's back and has been taking them, which just kind of reduces his appeal a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, it's interesting, last week with Barisha, I had a look at the top 50, and 40 had bought and captained Barisha uh, out of the top 50. So when you see the stats on the, the expected ownership, it's really concentrated at the top of the ranks that everyone was going that way. Um, so that, that's why it was so hard to gain on that day he, he got that brace. Like I, I probably gained about 10 places from a brace from my captain because <laughs> everyone had had him. Yeah, um, it, was a, it was the right move, though. At least you can yeah. have that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I just think it, had I gone against it, given that he got a brace, like the fall would have been quite drastic. Um, yeah. Um, anything else to know from you from last week's results that you think is noteworthy for fantasy? Um, I mean, it's surprising that Christensen beat Rosenberg. Um, yeah. There wasn't many t- shocking results, though, really, particularly. There was, a, was there only one clean sheet last week? Uh, no, was it two? Was, was, was it a, a week had, before, maybe it was? Yeah, the week before there was two. The week before that, there was zero. But no, last week, you had Budaglim, Tromso, Valarenga, and Christensen. So four clean sheets last week. Mm. Um, I mean, for me, I think um, there were a lot of red cards last week was something noteworthy. I wonder if there'd been like a referees meeting where they decided they were going to get a bit stricter and whether that continues. Um, yeah, um, Valerenga winning 3-0 against Strom's good set. Um, Valerenga have been a big disappointment this season, but are they going to start coming back into the reckoning and, you know, push up towards the top four or five? Um Perhaps Bjordal's been chipping in with quite a few returns recently um, mm. under the radar. Um, yeah, in terms of 
the the bottom of the table the relegation battle is becoming quite interesting as well um you know Bran are looking a bit stronger um Yonderland uh, a, a team who I think will end up going down yeah I, I, stab I, yeah I mean I think I think they are down to be honest I can't see him getting off the bottom spot now yeah um, but wins for, for Salzburg away, wins for Tromso as well, um, mean that those two teams have got a bit more breathing space in there. Um, yeah, do you think Sander Fjord could get pulled back into it? Think? I think so, yeah. Um, With the fixtures I mean, they got. Uh, yeah, at the start of the season, I thought Sander Fjord and Mjondelen would be the two teams that struggled most. and They punched above their weight, they, they did well but the fixtures are bad. Some of their recent results have been pretty shocking. Like They lost a 5-0 um, against someone, didn't they, recently, Sanderfjord? Oh, it was 3-0 against Stabek they lost. And um, who was the other one? 5-0 against Sarpsborg 08 in the last few games. So when you're losing against teams like that by such big score lines, it shows something's not quite right there. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, th- I think they could be in trouble. Maybe they end up in the playoff, perhaps. Um, yeah, but we'll see. Um, should we have a look at some Twitter questions that have come in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very up about. Let's see. Okay, so first up, we've got a, a question from Ben Fippen, who's asking uh, for the best saltness replacement. And the options he's considering are Vecchia, Svensson and Ullen Anderson, and he's already got Johnson, Pellegrino, and Veld. Um, so he hasn't mentioned Tripic as a possibility, but I guess you'd want to bring him into the conversation as well. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it was hard for me to split Tripic and uh, Vecchia on the wild card. It's, it's, it's part of the reason I went for both. Yeah. Um, Vecchia's form and decent enough fixture, then Tripic with the fixtures and looking quite good as well. Um, I think it's hard to split those two. Hmm. I think it's a similar prices. I'd probably just lean to Vecchio at this stage because mm-hmm. um, of the turns he's been getting. He is in a rich vein of form and Tripic has been blanking. So I'd probably edge towards Vecchio as a, a saltless replacement. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to, to argue with that. Um, I don't mind going for the Svensson route um, because you save a couple of million there if you've got something that you want to do with it and if it gets you some other thing in your team that you're after then I can see why you'd do that um, but yeah I think Vecchio would be my first choice um, it's a shame really that Saltness has got injured like I think having him in the mix the way he'd been playing since Pellegrino's arrived having another premium option would would force harder decisions on people make yeah. the game more interesting um, yeah um Okay, we've got a question for I mean, I mean, oh, I mean also, I mean, Solbakken could be a, another interesting option. Yeah. I mean, I had, a, I had at the start of the season believing that he would be, be great for this, this season in, in coming. He had quite a big injury. Um, but he's coming back up to speed, and I think Berlin will, will play him quite a lot. And he's an attacking player, and I think, why not yeah. Solbakken as a differential? Yeah, I mean, he certainly seems nailed and um, played on the other side to Pellegrino. Um, I, I mean, you could go with... Solbeck instead of Pellegrino, or you could go with the double up, and like having both of them could be an interesting way. If you think that Buda Glimt's going to be the the top team this year, to not just have one premium from them, but mm. load up with Pellegrino, Solbeck, and Bothheim, two from those three, or even all three of them, um, yeah. and do something 
yeah, a bit outside the box. Um, yeah, on the subject of Boudicca, Oscar is asking, should we keep or sell Pele? Um, I mean, you don't have him, but my, my reaction was keep. I've not considered <laughs> selling him at all um, because I, I think he is the main man at Boudiglint. Um In in your case, it was less about Pelly himself and more what you wanted to do instead and how you wanted to spread funds, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, what are you going to do with the money, really? For me, I'm, I'm wildcard not to go without Pellegrino. Um, mean, I had to cover the booty, booty glimp coverage with Bothheim and Bjorken and Berg, but it just helped the rest of my squad. So it depends what you're going to do with the money. If it's just a Pellegrino to someone else, I don't think that's worth it. But if it helps you upgrade other areas of your squad for a more balanced squad, and you might get two or three better players in different positions in over a couple of weeks, perhaps, then then you can go with that Pellegrino. But every week, I'm sat there with that Pellegrino thinking he could get four goals. <laughs> because yes. he's that good so um, yeah. the blank last week was a blessing yeah. but we'll, we'll see what happens this week yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think as well the, the ownership has come into it at this stage of the season we're, we're quite near the end and so it depends on where you stand in relation to the rank that you want to be if you are already at a rank that you're happy with then you would be jeopardising that if you go without a player like Pellegrino uh, if he hauled, it could really push you down. Whereas if you're still chasing, if you're a little way off what you want to be, going without him could be the route to, to some different route that can really propel you up the table. And, uh, and that's what I've done because I'm yeah. chasing. So yeah. I'm not just going to stick on the template team and, and yeah. be happy with the rank. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, David Strom's asking for those who have Tripich and Barisha, so th- this would be certainly relevant for you. Which weeks would you be comfortable with captaining Tripich over Barisha? Are there some types of matchups where you think he could be a better option? Interesting question. Um, I don't think there is. I think Barisha is the talisman and on penalties and is the focal point of the attack. Um, I think Trippic is going to chip in with attacking returns, but Barish is going to get most of them. I, I, I wouldn't be happy to captain Trippic, I don't think, especially with, with Barisha in the team. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only scenario I could see where I'd recommend captaining Trippic would be if Barisha's suspended or injured for a game, or if you get into game week 30 and you just want to roll the dice and do something totally different and get a bit of variance um, but I think the, the golfing quality between them as a fantasy option is, is quite big Barisha is for me the man who he's just reliable he scores mm. a lot of goals um, he'd be up there in the Uhi Pellegrino camp of you can captain them and not think that you're doing something a bit maverick uh, whereas Trippich there's always the sense of if you captain him uh, I'm kind of trying something here this probably won't come off but if it does it'll be great um, yeah I mean I, I, I base it a lot on stats as well and Barisha's up, up around the expected one goal every game um, yeah. when he when, when he plays and Trippich although he gets the shots away it's never near that so you need yeah. to yeah Barisha is just <laughs> yeah. captain material yeah. absolutely he's on penalties as well which just furthers the appeal um, TJ is asking, is the Tromso defence worth investing in? They've got some cheap options, uh, but he's not sure if they can be trusted. And he's still looking for a replacement for Wenbangomo. 
Mm. What do you think about Tromso defensively? I mean, you liked him. You got double double Tromso defence. I mean, I've got Karlström. Yeah. I think he's a good option at 4.6 um, as a keeper. Um, who's the 3.9? Is it O? Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, you said I like them. I don't really like Tromso defence, although I do have two of them. Um, yeah, the, Ivan's a 3.9 guy. Yeah. But he he won't play regularly. They just had a couple of injuries that meant he played last game, and he he had a nice fixture. So he just covered me a week that my other guys didn't have nice fixtures. So that's the only reason I picked him. Knowing I get one game out of him, so I wouldn't recommend him now because the uh, the players will be back and he won't play very much. I don't think. Um, the other guy I went for, I'd, I'd be more open to recommending is Vesteland because he's playing the, the wing-back role and Tromso's wing-backs are pretty advanced. Um, so I wouldn't have much faith in Tromso defensively to get clean sheets. But the wing-backs have been getting goals. Um, I think Totland's got quite a few this season. Um, now, he's too expensive to invest in. But Vesteland playing on the other side, I think he's played three or four games and already scored twice. So he's also getting into those advanced situations. As a 4.5 defender who, who might get some goals, I, I think you could do worse. Um, so, yeah, Vesterland, and I don't mind the Karlstrom option as well, just because when you're in a, a weak team as a goalkeeper, you will be picking up your save points and you've got other routes to, to reward owners. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think he's okay as a pick. Um, you said earlier there isn't a lot in the cheap defenders, and I think that's right. So someone who's got a bit of attacking threat, um, it's probably about as good as you're going to get at that yeah. point. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, Eddie Tor is asking, if you still had your wild card, would you play it this week, or do you think there's a better week for it? Uh, I think to get the most out of the wild card, I think you, you've, you play it relatively soon. Um, I think there's there's been definitely a fixture change, certainly last week for certain teams, um, and it depends if you still got a hangover from the double game week and game week twenty. Because I, I wouldn't want to have the, the um, Strom Godset and what was the other team? Starbuck wasn't Starbuck, it? Starbuck, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have their players in my team for much longer because I think they're a hindrance when you've got other good players from the from the better team. So yes, I th- I, th- I think it depends on how your team is set up, but. I'd play it relatively soon to get the most out of it with, with good fixture runs for, for Mulder, Buda Glimp, Viking, Rosenberg yeah. and kind of go heavy on the, on the big teams who are going to be fighting for the title. So against the lesser teams, I think we can see some, some decent scores from the big teams now. Yeah, yeah, I'm of exactly the same opinion. I mean, both you and I played our wildcard last week for a reason. Despite being on different strategies, you'd dead-ended into game week 20. I'd rich-uncled it, but it still seemed the moment to attack with the wildcard. Um, so unless you look at what you would wildcard to and you happen to have a team that's almost there, then, yeah, I think doing it straight away is probably the right play. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's the thing. If you, if you look at your team and think, I don't want these five or six players, then yeah. that's the time to play. And that's how I felt yeah. at game week 20. It was kind of stretched it out too long. But by the time we got there, I was like, I'm really ready to wildcard this. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess you might have gone 
earlier, game week 18 or something, if it hadn't been for game week 20 being awkward. Yeah, I was I was really struggling. I was kind of like, <laughs> I need to work hard, but I, I've also got like four of these yeah. Stardust and Strong Good set players, so I just need to hang on. But um, yeah. it did affect my rank quite a bit. Yeah. Um, final question is from FPL Wilson, who wants to know what's a good rank at this stage and says he's just moved up to 856th place so i think that's a very good rank i know it's your first season playing and if you're inside the top 1k in your first season i think that's something to be pretty pleased with to be honest yeah very good i mean i didn't reach top 1k in my first season so yeah that's that's very good um yeah that at that rank you can look for a target of maybe top 500 and yeah. and that's that, that's what i'm aiming for this season um and i think that's a very respectable rank anywhere inside the top 500 yeah yeah, I do think context is quite important um, for what you wanted coming into the season. Um, like if you if you were an experienced player who had had some good finishes before, and you set yourself a particular target, then you've got your own benchmark for what makes a good rank. Uh, if it's your first season, you might have set yourself a different target, and uh, I think it's very personal what you would consider to be a good rank. So. I wouldn't want to just objectively throw out a number and say that for everybody, this is a good rank. I think the the game, certainly the way I like to play it, is playing against myself more than um, kind of judging myself on what other people are doing. And um, I, I would always say that my my number one target in a season is if I, if I could have a better season than I've ever had before, then that would be like my, my ultimate target. But then... Um, I'd have other numbers that I know I'd be very happy with this. I'd be moderately pleased with this. I could live with this. If I was down here, I'd be a bit annoyed. And you set your own thresholds a little bit. And um, yeah, so I, I wouldn't want to give you a number, but I certainly think you're doing well and I'd be encouraged. And um, yeah, I'm def- yeah, I mean, definitely. So I mean, I think for me in the first season, it was it's getting used to the players, getting used to the team. So um if you can give yourself a, a very good rank inside the top 1k, that's a very good start to your first season and then push on from there for next season after, because you know the teams and players. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so that's the Twitter questions that we've got. Um, I think now we're at a point in the season where, where long-term strategy, that, that element has finished now in terms of navigating awkward game weeks and uh, using chips and it's, pretty much a sprint to the finish now play each week in quite a straightforward way um but yeah thanks for coming on andy um anything, uh, no problem anything we've not covered that you'd want to throw out there or or say about esn at the moment um no I, i'm really looking forward to the the end of the season i think is exciting fantasy terms and um the actual league itself so it'd be good to see how it plays out i'm going to say that viking get top three because of the fixtures, because <laughs> I believe they're a good attacking team. Um, and yeah, perhaps Buda Glimp to go for, for, for the title again. But I think that, that week, the uh, game week 24, when they Buda Glimp play Mould is absolutely huge. And mm. that's a really exciting one, which I hope to try and watch. So. Yeah. It's a, it's a midweek game as well, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't looked at how it falls on the calendar. Um, yeah. Now, I know you're back, Vicky. Now, now you're saying top three, it sounds like something I, I can see. Um, I, I know you tipped them for the title at one point. I think that's <laughs> probably a bit of a stretch. Um, I think if they we'll win see, all we'll the games, they still won't win the league. But Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it as well. Um, hey, thanks everyone for listening. I hope you have a really good uh, next game week, and yeah, we'll be back and and talking more ESN soon. Thanks everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bye.